listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 55, where we will be discussing chapter 18 in City of Glass, Hail and Farewell. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What? It's me. Hello. Okay, oh, no. so this is very late for those of you listening because of our recording schedule. However, have you guys watched Bridgerton? I have not. I've seen it on Netflix. Okay. It's being recommended. You need to. It's only, I think, eight episodes. Oh, okay. So it's it's short. It's not super long. But you need to so we can talk about it because you will love it. Okay. What is okay. it? It's set in the Regency era, and it's basically like Jane Austen meets Bodice Ripper. <laughs> it's real horny. <laughs> she won't like that as much. Yeah. It's, you liked Game of Thrones, you'll like this. Okay. If it's tactful, it's different, or not, it, mm-hmm. if it helps with the plot of the movie, or the story, or whatever mm-hmm. I'm watching, I'm, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, Otherwise, for the most part. Yeah. And the main guy is, holy shit, smoke show. Okay. Like, some kind of fine. Okay. I'm going to show you a picture. I can't wait. Have you guys been watching? No, you haven't because I think I've asked you. The Handmaid's Tale? Mm-mm. You gotta. I, I watched the first three episodes and it stressed me out too much. Like, I yeah, can't handle it. I hear you. I think I did ask you that. Uh, maybe when I'm in a better, better place, like, emotionally. <laughs> well, with everything going on right now, that's that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. I, I think maybe someday I'll... Because it was really good, but that's the problem. It was too good. Yeah. It, it, was, like, it was like, oh, this feels like... I don't like this. Yeah, to me, there's a lot of there's a lot of plot holes that mm-hmm. I'm just like, eh, that's not well, how things would go. But and I've I've watched interviews with the author okay. Margaret Atwood, and she's like, the reason like this story resonated so much with so many people is that I never wrote anything that didn't actually happen in real life, like any of the elements in in that book that they're all things that have happened, not all in the same like all together at the same Crazy. time, but throughout the world. They're, they're things that have happened in history. And so, like, sh- she made that choice, and it is unnervingly, mm-hmm. like, I, I could see how humans could do that to each other. Yeah, and I, I don't like that. Yeah, I agree. With everything that's gone on recently, it's like... Humans are basically garbage yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. Humans are garbage people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely will need something after calling the midwife, so... Yeah. yeah, I've been, I don't know why I've been really into like period. Yeah. Which to me, so I started with Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. That's why I think you like Bridgerton. And then I went to Call the Midwife and I'm listening to, again, still Ghost of the Shadow Market. Okay. And it just makes me really hope beyond hope that the BBC will come through. Yes. Oh, me too. And deliver Dude. the infernal devices because I feel like it would just marry everything important in my life together. <laughs> It really, As I, I agree. Seriously. Yeah. I am excited. I, I mean, have we, I have, have either of you heard anything? I don't really follow anything because I'm nervous about spoilers. Not like yet. If they're starting to record or anything like well, that. Well, then I'm just like, well, how cool would it be if yeah. like they just kept going too? Like, yeah. Obviously, I haven't read Chain of Gold yet because I was tasked mm-hmm. by Kristen to read Ghost of the Shadow Market first. Okay. Yeah. And in the first, I'm not. I have a hard time 
when I listen to it, I want to be completely listening to it. So I'm usually doing it in the car. Mm-hmm. Or Me too. You know, it's not something, I don't want to put it on while I'm working or distracted. I really want to be able to pay attention right. to it. So I'm halfway through, but I've met some of the characters that I think are in Chain of Gold. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure. Yeah. And I'm just, every time there's a new book or a new movie, or not, sorry, a new a new book or a new series, yeah. I think that I can't love the characters any more than I loved the last one. And I am proven wrong every single fucking time. It's That's true. Great. Every time. And I, I think it definitely, there's a different flavor to the Clockwork, the Infernal Devices series and the Last Hour series. There's a different flavor because it's, historic uh-huh. there's it's so much more delicious because it's so much more forbidden you know what I mean <laughs> like with your modern like Jason Clary it's like oh god their brother you know their brother and sister they're not yes they are oh my god you know that whole thing is like but every handhold is that like yeah. intense mm-hmm. back in the day because everything was so much more proper and so like you get more excited you're like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> well then I was listening to like this and it, it's um I don't think I'm spoiling anything too much but it's I was listening to recently this clip of Jim talking to Tessa mm-hmm. and his vo- like the words he uses and stuff I'm just yeah. like oh my god spoiled it's so sweet yeah. you're like you don't say no nah, I'm saying no <laughs> no regrets <laughs> No, I'm saying <laughs> we watched Meet the Millers right <laughs> the other day. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's always on, and whenever like Jason will flip to the channel, I'm like, no, because we always sit there and watch the rest of it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Look at your Great. phone. I just sent you a picture or a GIF. It was a gift, if you will. Oh, a-, a gift hello. of your GIF. Yeah. That's the main guy in Bridgerton. He's delicious. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'm looking at the list of um, books, and I am still going to be a while before I get to Ghosts of the Shadow Market. Yeah, because where are you at right now? I am um, about halfway done with Heavenly Fire. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And as much as I'm loving Sophie Turner and hating the other dude, right? Okay, um, I'm ready to just kind of, I think, be done with this one. Like, I'm just kind of like, okay, when is this stuff gonna be over? Mm-hmm. You know. So. Well, I'm ready to jump into new people. I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A bit of a change up. Yeah. Like at the end of um, Glass, this book, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't imagine loving new characters and stuff. Like, no, these yeah. are my peeps, you know. And then obviously, what is it? Um, I always get them confused. So, Infernal devices. Yeah. So that one, obviously, I, I love. That was that was my jam. I'm so glad that I reread it because I had I hadn't reread them since when they first came out. Oh, okay. Because I didn't like them as much the first time around. I mean, I enjoyed them, but they weren't my cup of tea. I was I wanted to get back to Clary and Jace. Oh, I liked it better. Yeah. But then the second time reading it, I was like, this is so much fucking better. <laughs> I love these guys so much more. I'm trying to read when that came out so I can... I'm assuming the late 2000s. I think it was like 2010-ish. Okay. I remember the first having Maybe a Clockwork line. Princess. Uh-huh. Maybe it was... I took it with me to Omar's house. 
and it was stuck in the like the trunk of his car and i found it like years later oh my god cleaning his car so i have two copies of it oh god but i remember that that's great okay so a little bit earlier than 2010 mm-hmm. is probably when it might have been a different clockwork but it was mm-hmm. a clockwork book. that's great yeah <laughs> but you know it's it's nice I'm really excited that that's the next book we're jumping into. Mm-hmm. But we're Me doing too. Red Schools of Magic next. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. That's a quick one, though. It I is. said the same thing to her. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And then she's like, no. And I was like, eh, I haven't read that one yet. So I'm right. excited for that. Too. Okay. So we'll do Red Scrolls, and then we'll get into the Infernal Devices, which I think I'm just I'm super stoked about. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But let's finish out Glass with a Bang, guys. Okay. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish, Clary, joined by Simon, is left outside the Accords Hall to await the adult's decision. Jocelyn comes out to join her and tells her how she soups proud of her and asks to see if she can see the new rune. Then finally, Jocelyn is able to explain her backstory and we get most of the same information. V-Tang was like the popular jock dude and Jocelyn was head over heels for him. They marry when she's young and are in bliss. V-Tang initially wants to reform the clave by changing outdated laws and talks about creating more shadow hunters to be better equipped to take down the demons. Eventually, Jocelyn gets Perganante around the same time Luke is bitten. Then V-Tang goes off the rail. He secretly poisons Jocelyn with demon blood while she was carrying their son and it made him be born a monster. Jocelyn was like, whoa, dude, this is some heavy shit right here. Something is seriously wrong. Fuck this guy. I'm out. So she starts planning an uprising to the uprising. (laughs) Apparently, Valentine had been trying to experiment on himself, but it didn't work so well. However, angel blood made him feel like he chugged a five hour. So he decided (laughs) to give it to his depressed wife, who unknown to him happened to be pregnant with Clary. What we didn't know is that once Jocelyn took the potion, she passed out, was, but was semi-conscious, so she had a front row seat to all of V-Tang's dirty laundry, including the fact that there were two boys, one that he was experimenting on. One was faux Sebastian, and the other was Jace, who was actually Celine and Stephen Herondale's son that Hoge cut from her womb and V-Tang raised until he gave him to the Lightwoods. She has to tell Jace. Then the door slams open and Luke announces that they are going to let Clary mark them. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> Meet me at the hall. It's going down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know you two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> add that to our soundtrack. Right? <laughs> so a quick remark before we get started. A few episodes ago when Jace was tracking, like first tracking Sebastian, um, I thought he recognized the valley that he saw Sebastian, but now I, I think I was wrong. But I think it was the the tracking magic. So I think seeing, like, the rune magic is what made him know where it was. Like, like he sees the valley and he's like, I absolutely know everything about this valley. Oh. But I think that's because of the magic, not because he had been there before. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Okay. That makes sense. I, I mean, I took the long way home, but you guys figured okay. it out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So Jace is looking down on the valley that he saw in his vision, and he tries the tracking rune again um, to be sure that, like, this is the right spot. But he's in a dead zone, and his rune has zero bars. Fucked again. (laughs) Dude, that happened to me at the mall yesterday. (laughs) How does the mall not have service? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? (laughs) 
why you have the guy's glasses. It's perfect. That's good. <laughs> There's never any service in Torrid. Yeah, I was in pink trying to exchange pants for Cassie, and they were trying. They tried to give me fifty percent of what I paid for them because I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't have the receipt because I bought them online. And um, I was like, pass. I'll just return them later when I have service. We'll just buy these. Whatever. It's annoying. Anyway. Yeah, fuck it. I'm out. Whatever. Sorry. Victoria's secret is that she scams you. Dude, bitch, this is... I walked out of there $82 (laughs) less, okay? This is what it's like to have teenagers. Oh, my God. Anyway. So Jace is looking down on the valley that he saw in his vision. And he... Oh, wait. No. (laughs) Jace, like my dad, defaults to rage when lost. You don't ask for directions. You simply throw a temper tantrum and hope that your anger will set you on the right course. (laughs) 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 Having thrown his only tracking source to the wind, literally, (laughs) Jace loads himself up with battle marks and leaves Wayfair because at this point he doesn't have just what he needs and heads out on foot. That poor horse. <laughs> like, you think it, does he, is it like a cat? Does he know how to get home? Yeah. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Cross your fingers. So once Jace has successfully surfed down the hillside to the valley floor on a piece of wood like Flynn Rider, he comes across a small farmhouse, the, the small farmhouse that he saw in his tracking vision. But something is amiss. Of course, he's got to look through the window and see what's up. And this always happens in books and movies. And just once, I want someone to try to be sneaky and, like, peer up through the window and be met with some despondent resident who's been staring at the stars and, like, they scare the shit out of each other. Is that too much to ask for? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Anyway, the house appears empty through the window, and Jace can see a workbench littered with warlock tools. Oh, my. The fuck are warlock tools? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I'm going to tell you. Okay, cool. So, (laughs) there are (laughs) copper bowls filled with probably most definitely dried blood, ruined pentagram on the floor, and gadgets and stuff. The whole place screams V-Tang. Shooketh. Jace steps away from the window and sees something in the sky. Is it a bird? It's a plane. No, it's Hugo, Valentine's Hitchcockian devil bird. Of course it is. This motherfucker's back. Back again. (laughs) So at first, Jace acts like a normal person and hides. But then his Jakeness kicks in. in. Jakeness? (laughs) He's a demon. Man, I'm trying to throw it all the way back. (laughs) His Jaceness kicks in and he thinks to himself, Self, what are you doing? You're Jace Waylon Lightwood Morganstern. You are not a badass. You're the badass. <laughs> and he thinks, what would Chuck Norris do? And bam, he has a plan. Not a good plan, but when you're the best, failure is never your concern. Damn. <laughs> What's funny is all three of those names don't belong to him. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. That's why he says self. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear who he was talking to. (laughs) What's the most Jace thing Jace could do at this juncture, you may ask? Well, isn't it obvious? He's going to follow that bird. Yep. That's what I would do. We pop over to Alicante and Simon's point of view for the most authentic representation of of a best friend relationship ever to exist. I'm going to quote from the book. So technically, 
Simon said. Even though Jace isn't actually related to you, you have kissed your brother. (laughs) Simon! Clary was appalled. Shut up! She spun in her seat to see if anyone was listening, but fortunately, nobody seemed to be. Nobody gives a shit about you kids. Meddling kids. (laughs) I had to pause for laughter because, oh man, let me tell you, I can say with absolute certainty that if any of us in this room were in Clary's position, the other two would mercilessly tease them for actually have kissing their brother. Yeah. Yeah. It would it would never end. I mean, we tease you for kissing her brother. So could you imagine if she kissed her own brother? I mean, come on. It would never end. There would be nicknames. Would go on for years. Brother lover. Right? Never get rid of it. Oh, shitters. That's icky, by the way. Oh. It is. But now that can, we know, we can be appropriately appalled. Right. Okay. But <laughs> now that it's not Jay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's put this in perspective. Say you're, say it's me. I, I'll, I'll fall on the sword here. Okay. okay. Ew, not literally. Um. No. <laughs> so say, say I'm out in the world and I'm online dating, right? Mm. We all know my dad is not known for his chastity. <laughs> Seriously. What if I had met somebody and we went on out on a date and we ended up kissing each other, but it was like not right or whatever. And then I find out that he's actually my half brother. Yep. Like if that were the situ- situation, yes, you would tease me mercilessly and I would just have to live with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it would be yeah. something I'd be on your headstone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she is a brother lover. <laughs> But it would also be hilarious. Yeah. It's like that movie with Vince Vaughn where he fathered like 500 children and they all found him. Yes. One of them is in love with another one of them. (laughs) Just have to. The odds are there. (sighs) So, anywho. (laughs) Clary and Simon have been allowed inside the hall, but they don't have much to do with the shadow hunters, person slash wolves, fairy knights, and warlocks still milling about preparing for battle. Klepto Clary is clutching what she now refers to as her Stelle. (laughs) Seems like she's just forgotten that she stole it from Patrick Penhallow in the span of a single chapter. So, like, okay. So terrible. (laughs) Real real short memory there, Clary. Regretting her decision to tell Simon the whole brother-lover switcheroo. Oh, fuck. Regretting to... Hmm. Regretting her decision to tell Simon about the whole brother-lover switcheroo, she tries to make things better, but Simon is really enjoying her discomfort a little too much to be dissuaded. (laughs) And Clary Clary says, quote, Besides, he was a horrible kisser. Simon, channeling Papa Luke, says, quote, Or maybe it was just gross because he was, you know, your brother. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Simon is actually relieved. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of like a, okay, I don't have to feel so bad about her literally leaving me for her brother. Like, like yeah. at least Jace wasn't actually her brother and she was just in love with another guy. Like, it's a little bit softer, right? 
That's true. It's less harsh. Yeah. And he gets to just enjoy her pain because she put him through pain. And this is nice. For real. (laughs) So Jocelyn approaches and Clary tries to shelve the onslaught of horror and emotion she's feeling after realizing that the brother-lover situation that she's been mostly okay with for the past few months is actually a non-brother-lover rather than just... (laughs) is actually a non-brother lover, rather just a lover lover. And the rebound guy she was feeling up was actually her brother, brother lover. (laughs) Beautiful. You guys following? Yeah. (laughs) I I think they get it. (laughs) So Jocelyn waves Luke over and our little family is complete and ready to kick some V-Tang ass. Bam. Magnus and Meliorn join them, and Clary draws out the runes so they can start circulating it around the room for other pairs to start marking themselves. Um, because she explains that the shadow hunter who's going to be your partner has to be the one to mark you with the alliance room. Okay, okay. So Meliorn, of course, is dubious. And he's like, girl, I heard that only Nephilim can bear runes. Are you going to murder us all by making us... This put is, runes on ourselves? Yeah, this is my question, too. <laughs> and Clary's like, Psh- Tony Bromo. <laughs> he was on Wheel of Fortune the other night, by the way. <laughs> These aren't Tony from- Hawk. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's just what made me think of that, Tony. Bro. He's it's skater. Tony Romo. I know this. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I did that for you. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> So she's all, these aren't from the gray book, and this shit is Clary, uh, Clary Frage, fuck. Okay, Clary's like, psh, Tony Bromo. These aren't from the gray book. This shit is a Clary Frey original. No sampling on this track. <laughs> That's so good, because I forgot that they talked about that, because they didn't reread this whole chapter. And I was asking the same question. Like, I thought that um, downworlders, couldn't, downworlders couldn't get runes. So yeah. it's interesting. So they can get different kinds of runes, not angelic runes then. Mm-hmm. Okay. You nagged it on the... Good. What? Nailed it. Nailed it on the nose. Yeah. Nailed it. I nagged it. I'm I just don't. nagging enough. That's your specialty, right? <laughs> yeah, sure Words is. are hard. Uh, okay. So. So. As I was saying. As proof, Magnus sh- suggests that Jocelyn and Luke should show Meliorn how the rune works. And he says, quote, I assumed, Magnus said, that you two would be partners since you're practically married anyway. (laughs) Someone got called out. What? (laughs) Anyways, the two lovebirds complete the alliance rune and Luke doesn't die. So, yay. (laughs) Then, because Clary and Simon are teenagers and literally cannot cannot not be awkward they clown meliorn for getting dumped by izzy and luke's like whoa whoa guys this is like a fairy night i doubt he dated a teenage shadow hunter and simon's like oh no he definitely did and everyone feels awkward (laughs) i can't breathe Meliorn's just standing there like um, the owl clock with his eyes going back and forth. Like it's like the, gotta go. It's like the ambassador to France. Yeah, and you're and like you meet the ambassador and you're like, ah, oh, you used to date my 16 year old friend. And he's but like, she dumped oh. you. Bummer. <laughs> right. It's so it's some weird. 
weird shit loose. Just like, wait, what? What is happening? How do you even know that? (laughs) Anyway, so of course, Meliorn uh, changes the subject and questions the elephant in the room. Why is Simon the only vampire? Luke explains that the rest of the vamps decided a war with Viting was a no-go and chose their own path. And Meliorn's like, well, if I would have known that. Right, that was an option? <laughs> Fuck me. Exactly. This motherfucker scares me. Oh. Of course, Clary, ignoring the important shit, sees the Lightwoods and asks Simon to go tell them that Jace isn't her brother because right now is the absolute appropriate time to clear up the brother lover thing. Of course, Simon agrees to do her bidding like always. Right. <laughs> so Magnus and Clary are alone for a little bit and she gets a chance to thank him for helping her mother. And he in turn reveals that he didn't tell her about Simon being in lockup because he needed her to focus on getting the Book of the White. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, motherfucker, what? Yeah. And he's like, look, I don't blame you. You would want to go save your friend, but like I needed you to do something. <laughs> I wanted this book, so. And you're too stupid stupid because you're human Mm -hmm. to realize how important this was (laughs) i want you to finish it scandalous so clary asks why he's not with alec preparing for battle and magnus says the most heartbreaking thing ever oh my god okay so i'm gonna read it from the book magnus seemed to wince i wouldn't approach him with his parents there and you know that oh Knife to the heart, man. Poor baby. (sighs) Whatever. Anyway, don't worry. We won't... We don't... Oh, don't worry, though. We don't get to wallow in our despair for long because it's back to Bird Chaser Jace's point of view. (laughs) And Jace is now... (laughs) Don't they call, like... (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that a thing they call women, like, birds? Like, in the... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's a bird chaser? (laughs) If it fits, it fits. (laughs) So Jace has now chased this bird across the valley and into a cave, which seems legit. His witch light in hand, Jace moves further into the cave without regard for who could be inside. And the fact that his witch light is an actual beacon signaling anyone inside that someone is coming. But that's just beside the point. He's like a lighthouse. Yeah. I'm like, what are you... Who goes into a dark space with, like, a big old flashlight and trying to be sneaky? <laughs> like the police lights, you know? Right. Yeah. You don't think the bird is going to notice? <laughs> <clears throat> so upon hearing voices coming from one of the tunnels inside the cave, Jace quickly came to his senses and dimmed his witch light before following the sounds. Like, <sighs> Whatever. So we go back over to um, the Accords Hall where Simon is telling Alec and Izzy about Jace. And first of all, I just have to say, why is it that Clary made Simon do it? Like, she just stood behind and talked to Magnus. It's not like she was doing something important. Like, go tell them for me because I'm embarrassed. Well, she said she had to stay up there with Luke and Jocelyn. So okay. I'm thinking maybe, like, to help anyone if they had a problem with the rune or whatever. Like, okay. she has to be in the home base. Interesting. Accessible. Or her mom's protective and doesn't want her to sneak out and go fighting. So she wants to, like, True that. Yeah. keep a tight grip on her. Okay, well, he when he tells um, Izzy and Alec that Jace isn't actually Valentine's son, he adds, he never was. And I'm like, that's a fucking weird thing to say. Like, <laughs> like obviously. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he never was. Oh, was it was stupid. magic. <laughs> yeah, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had 
Magnus perform a spell and he removed all of Valentine's DNA yeah. from Jade. Yeah. <laughs> Circulated it out of his yeah. system. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, cool, but like, who is his dad anyway? And Simon explains that it's Stephen Herondale and Alec, Alec, Alan, jeez. <laughs> Alex like, oh shit, dog. I get it now. That must have been why Quizzy McGuire. Oh, Jace is Quizzy McGuire's grandson. Like, it's all making sense now. Mm-hmm. So Alec asks Simon if he knows where Magnus is because he wants to ask him to be his dancing partner for the battle. And Izzy with winky face tells Simon that she thinks she'll ask him to be hers. And Alec is like, no, no, no. (laughs) You're not fighting. Too young. That is all. End of story. (laughs) And she just like goes with it too. She knew better. Uh, Which is probably why she winky faced, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, um, just then Alex sees Magnus, but it's really Maya. Like <laughs> they don't look anything yeah, alike. Yeah, <laughs> that was silly. <laughs> Maya's like five three, and Magnus is like seven feet tall. <laughs> Yeah, it's very strange. Well, and Maya definitely would not be wearing glitter. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, she's probably in a band t-shirt. So, like, what the fuck? Which I guess Magnus isn't wearing glitter at this moment either. Right. But it was still a fun thing to I'm say. I'm sure he has something shiny. And for the record, I don't think Magnus is actually seven feet tall, but he's really tall. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously it wasn't Magnus. But Isabel um, got all peanut butter and jelly that Simon was eyeing Maya. And he quickly noticed (laughs) that she was jealous. So anyway, Alec finally does see Magnus and he goes to him. And Isabel and Simon start talking about their relationship and how Izzy thinks it's lame that Alec hasn't told their parents like anything about who he really is. Mm -hmm. And Maya interrupts asking for clarification on this whole partners thing. And Simon points out Magnus and Alec who were getting their partner on by drying their binding runes on each other. And this is where I was going to ask about the binding runes and how it's possible to go on Downworlders, but I realized it had been answered and I forgot. Mm. My bad. <laughs> so thanks for answering my question. <laughs> anyway, so Isabel ask, um, tells Maya that since she doesn't look 18, she probably she won't have to fight because she's too young. And Maya gives her like the smackdown <laughs> lesson on person slash wolves. She's like, bitch. We're considered adults at 16. <laughs> <laughs> and this puts Maya at least one year older than she told V-Tang she was in the alley before the ship shit. This girl is growing up fast. Like, do person slash wolves grow age faster than Mondays or something? Tell me, how is she already a whole year older? Because they fixed it. This <laughs> is know. a later edition. <laughs> it's just so funny. Well, like, she's 17, right? In the newest, newest edition? Yeah. yeah. She didn't say she was 16, I guess. She's just older. She just said, like... We're adults at 16. We're mm-hmm. adults at 16. So she's at least 16, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she could be. Or maybe her birthday is soon and she'll be 17 soon. I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. Okay. So Isabel tells Maya that she needs to find a shadow hunter to pair with. Basically, like, you find one and they'll draw that rune on you. And I feel like she was not very nice about it. She's <laughs> like, well, you better go find one then. Like... Shooch. Yeah. <laughs> she's Bye. upset that she can't fight too. Yeah, I think she's also jealous about Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, bitch, please. He is not one to fight over, okay? Anyway. I mean, he definitely is. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as they're discussing this, Maya is still using Malik as her example and mm-hmm. sees, and I quote, Alec had his arms around Magnus and was kissing him full in the mouth. Magnus, who appeared to be in a state of shock, stood frozen. Several groups of people, shadow hunters and downworlders alike, were staring and whispering. Glancing to the side, Simon saw the Lightwoods, their eyes wide, <laughs> gaping at the display. Maris had her hand over her mouth. 
Maya like, was like, um, do we all have to do that? <laughs> Shit. Yay! Oh my God, it makes me so happy. It's interesting. So obviously I, I, I didn't have to ever, anyway. Okay, let me get words out. Like it's interesting <laughs> to think that's the way you'd want to tell your parents. I think it's just the easiest way because yeah. Alec is not great with words. Well, and he's already laid some hints down. Like yeah. when Clary yeah. drew the fearless rune mm-hmm. on him. Right. And he was like, I have to tell you this warlock. I'm seeing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not for his parents. Maybe it's for Magnus. Yeah, I think it's for yeah. Magnus. Yeah. To show yeah. him that he's not. He's like, serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sweet. I was, I have chills. I'm very happy. Good job. Finally, Alec. Finally. Good job. <laughs> all is right with the world. That's right. right. And all was well. Yes. <laughs> so as Clary's looking around the room for Simon, she sees a mix of shadow hunters and what? Nothing. Sorry. My brain was, I was like, I wonder what it says in the editions of the book that aren't like the first editions of mm-hmm. the book, if it still says that. That was all. Oh, yeah. I'm curious. Oh, to try and like time. Yeah. Like, if it dates when about... they cha- made the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. If anyone has them, tell us. Well, I think we do. Just. I don't we have to look. Yeah. yeah. It's too far. <laughs> so, yeah, Clary's looking around the room and she sees this mix of shadow hunters and downworlders partnering up. And I just have to say, she's got a feel just like proud, like just very happy that she did this. Like you created something that is kind of fixed like this, almost like a long time duel. Mm-hmm. So anyway, before we go any farther, further, which downworlder would you try to partner up with? Like what kind if I was a shadow hunter, yeah. I don't. What do you get from the warlocks? That's what I was wondering. Are you able to do magic? I don't think you're able to. Maybe do they magic. can put a bubble around you or something, but I don't. I feel like I would go with a werewolf because I don't know what the werelock war, <laughs> person slash wolves could do. No, opposite. I, I would go with a werewolf because I don't know what the warlocks can do. Shit. Yeah. Probably, like, either a werewolf or a fairy knight. Because fairy knights are really skilled. But, I mean, I'm a shadow hunter, so I'm a skilled fighter right. anyways. So Yeah. What can the fairies do? Well, fairies do? can, like, point. some of them can, like, manipulate nature and stuff, mm-hmm. right? So maybe they can... Okay. Do that. Make a tree come to life or some shit? I don't Like vines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, that'd be make... a weird thing. Why does it have to make that noise? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like, feels like it'd be time consuming though. Like you're coming at me with a knife, and I'm just like, ah, tree grow. I don't know. Like Fern Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Either it would probably either be werewolves or a, a vampire, because like the vampires have like the endurance or whatever. Yeah, and super strength and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I would say warlock if you could like wield some magic, but I don't know. Yeah. If you can. I, I feel like there's not enough information to choose either warlock mm-hmm. or fairy because I would want to know what the limitations were before That's I fair. made that call. Tell us more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Luke and Jocelyn came to Clary. Um, so they must not have all been up on the dais together. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway. So they come to Clary and explain that she needed to stay behind with Isabel and the other children. And of course, she's not cool with it. <laughs> Bitch can't just do nothing. And I'm like, girl... Someone that can fight needs to stay with the kids. Think of this as an honor. Stay back with the kids, with badass Isabel, and keep these fucking kids safe. There are people out there risking their lives to fight in this battle. The least you can fucking do is help them to know that their kids are in safe hands for the time being. That's (laughs) weight. 
Thank you. Golf clap. Thank but that you. is also way too mature thinking for I Clary. Guess, I guess. Maybe being a mom, I see it a little differently. But it's like someone has to protect the children. It's not yeah. that they're going to stay there and demons are going to leave them alone. Right. You know, you're not in the fighting zone. So it's cool. That's not how it works. It's off limits. Yeah. You know, demons have all that honor. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, Raphael enters the chat room <laughs> and heads towards Luke. And um, Luke is clearly in charge at this point. Like, it's very obvious, it sounds like. So Luke reminds Raphael that if they fight, there's a seat for them um, in the council or on the council. On the council. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Raphael admits that he cannot shake Luke's hand because he is only a projection. And I'm like, bro, how fucking good are these projections? <laughs> like, that really tripped you up? Like, okay, a couple years ago when I was on a work trip, I saw this Michael Jackson, like, experience or in concert or some shit. And there was a hologram of Michael Jackson and I could see through him. <laughs> So I knew it wasn't the real Michael Jackson. Shia's surprise. It's just crazy. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I cannot shake your hand because I am just a projection. Like, what? What? You really thought I was real? Like, I don't understand. Anyway, Luke is like, it's cool. I don't care what form you're in. I'm just glad you're here. And Raphael finally just admits, basically, it was a long roundabout. But basically, he wants Simon, the daylighter, Mm -hmm. in exchange for fighting. And, um... So, okay, now we get to go kind of back to Jace's POV. And I was really excited. Like, okay, finally, we get to see what Jace is really doing. Like, what did he see in there? But we basically just get this really long-ass description of this creepy tunnel that he's in that leads to a room. And he realizes that it's not designed by Mother Nature and internally wonders who and why someone would carve out an underground chamber. And I'm just like, "Uh bro, (laughs) do you not know what the fuck is going on here? Like, seriously, have you not been reading this book? (laughs) So anyway, Jace's POV ends with him seeing Sebastian and Valentine chatting. And I'm just like, that was boring. (laughs) It seemed like it could have just gone into Kristen's part and not come back up for a minute. But I don't know. I guess we're all over the place here. So then we go back to the partner party and Simon sees Raphael and realizes that Luke and Jocelyn are not into what's being discussed. So he like tries to make it so he can't see him. So he can hear Luke tell Raphael that it's a hard pass. He can't even believe that Raffi would ask. (laughs) And Raphael reminds him that Simon is a vampire and he should be with his kind. And clearly Luke keeps forgetting that. And then Clary activates, activates BFF mode and reminds Raphael that he didn't even want Simon until he they knew about like his daylighter powers. And um, Raphael tries to assure Clary by telling her that um, no vampire should have this power and no shadow hunter should have the power that she and Jace have. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I feel better now. Go ahead. Take him. You're good. Just go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> You set my heart at ease. Yeah. (laughs) So Raphael tells Luke to allow Simon, like, you should allow Simon to make this decision on his own because um, otherwise the vamps will not be joining. And again, Luke proves why he's still my favorite by saying, then have no part in it, Luke says. I won't buy your cooperation with an innocent life. I am not Valentine. I'm just like, my eyes are hearts. (laughs) I'm a heart emoji. For real. (laughs) And this is why Luke is the most eligible bachelor. Dude, for real. Especially the Luke we saw on that TV show. Like, come on. (laughs) My opinions have changed. (laughs) So Raphael tries to convince Jonathan. Jocelyn. (laughs) Too many J's. Too many S's. (laughs) One of you just need to be called Belinda. (laughs) You Belinda. (laughs) <laughs> behind the bag shot 
Oh, man. Anyway, he basically, like, he's having no luck with Luke. So he tries Jocelyn. He's, like, asking her, are Shadowhunters really going to allow this person slash wolf to make um, all of these decisions on behalf of everyone? And Jocelyn very clearly tells Raphael to back the fuck up and it ain't going to happen. But it was a little prettier than that. <laughs> she does kind of serve him. She does. She yep. was like, motherfucker, this is Jocelyn fucking Fairchild in the building. <laughs> exactly. Do you even know who I am? <laughs> he does, in fact, say he knows who she <laughs> <Yeah>. is. But. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so we're flashed back to Jace, who's looking at his adopted daddy, V-Tang, and it's mentioned that he's in modified shadow hunter gear. Like V-Tang is in modified shadow hunter gear. And I really want to know what that looks like. Like, do his cargo pants not have zip off legs? <laughs> or are they zipped off? So that's how it's modified? Like, <laughs> in battle, you got to keep them on. Can you imagine him wearing shorts. <laughs> new balance shoes. <laughs> with really high socks. Yeah, the, with the white new balance. Because <laughs> he's a dad. Yeah. With grass stains. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's been mowing the valley floor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a little blood on there, too, but it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> anyway, he's with Sebastian, obviously, who's also geared up and testing the theory if blondes really do have more fun. <laughs> <laughs> and Jace realizes he must have dyed his hair to match the real Sebastian's looks. And Jace is doing behind the rock and wants to murder faux Sebastian, but knows he can't. So he's just going to lurk in the shadows and see if he can hear what's the plan stand. So, Hugo calls. Ah! <laughs> it was good. And lands on V-Tang's shoulder. And I have to say, a murder bird really is the perfect companion for his creepy ass. Seriously. Really They're like, um, it's his familiar. Anyway, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sebastian asks if there's any word from Alicante. And V-Tang says not really, but he knows that the Clave have agreed to fight alongside Luke's downwilders. And when he asks Sebastian's like, but, but Malachi's in. And V-Tang tells him that Malachi has failed. And I just got to say, that two-timing son of a biscuit eater. Yep. There's a spy in the clave. Yeah, there was. Yeah, bitch. Bitch. Anyway. Sebastian moves forward and put his, puts his hand on V-Tang's shoulder. And Jace literally can't. He's like, WTF. No one touches Valentin like that. All intimate and familiar. He wouldn't even, like, do that. And he's his father. Like, creepy. Anyway, back to the dialogue. <laughs> Valentine tells Sebastian that the clave is further gone than he had expected. He knew the light words were fucked up, but they ended up contaminating everyone else, which is exactly why he tried to keep them out of Idris Elba in the first place. <laughs> he just can't believe the rest of the Shadow Hunters have decided to go along with stank ass downwater Luke. It is very disappointing. <laughs> smells like wet dog. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> He would, Shots fired. <laughs> he would much have rather preferred that things didn't have to go down like this. You're making me hit you. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sebastian doesn't agree and tells him that it's going to be totes hilarious when they ride out into battle in all their glory only to realize that none of it matters. Think of the looks on their dumb faces. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Sebastian says, Jonathan, this is ugly necessity. Nothing to de- delight in. And Jason's like, what in the actual fuck? Did he just actually call him by my name because he loves me so much? <laughs> no? What? No? No? Sebastian doesn't look surprised. <laughs> 
Anyway. What in the actual fuck? <laughs> Sebastian goes on asking Valentine, isn't it better that he enjoys his work? He's had such a good time in Alicante. The Lightwoods were so fun to play with, especially Isabel and that Clary. She wasn't at all like him. He was like what he was expecting her to be. Beating tells him that he is one of a kind and as for Clary, she's exactly like her mother. Mm. Sebastian's like, nah, I don't think so. She just won't admit it to herself, but she'll come around to our side eventually. Tricking her was just so much fun. The most fun I've had in ages. Gross. <laughs> well, he's probably never been allowed to be around human pe- like people, really, right. you know, especially people his age. So, <laughs> of course, he had a good time. Beating's like, dude. Being a henchman isn't supposed to be fun. (laughs) You were supposed to be focusing on finding out what she was looking for. And when she did find it, you let it slip into the hands of a downworlder. Then you failed to bring her when you left, despite the threat she poses to our plan. You fucked up big time. Big time. (laughs) I love that. Sebastian defends himself, saying that he tried to bring her with, but they wouldn't let him. And he couldn't just kidnap her in the middle of the Accords Hall. Besides, she doesn't really know how to use her power anyway. She's too naive to pose any real danger to them. Hmm. Mm. Think again. So Valentine says that whatever plan the clave came up with, Clary was in the center of it. Hugin said so. He saw her in the middle of the dais. If she shows the clave what she can do, dot, dot, dot. How the fuck did the bird say so? Okay. I was going to ask that question too. Like, does he have like, I mean, because we know that he's developed by experimenting. (laughs) He's not developed boobs, (laughs) as far as we know. But by experimenting, he's as close as he could be to a warlock. So there must be some sort of tie that he's made with these Hmm. birds that also live for fucking ever. Yeah, for Um, real. I wonder if he can, like, communicate, like, the Silent Brothers. Like, it's... Or maybe they show him pictures. Like, maybe that... Like, almost like it's, like, a recording device. I feel like it's, like, um, what the fuck is that dog that dies? That communicate That old-ass movie where they... Old Yeller. Oh, God. Like, oh, Lucy's stuck in the well? Oh, God. That's Lassie? Oh, yeah, that <laughs> one. That's old what I was Yeller talking about. Shoot yeah, I mix those up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, maybe he commutes, communicates somehow like that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. know. The bird said so, guys. Okay. So it's funny to think that we were joking about um, Hodge being like Jafar, and then there's also a bird involved. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> so, you guys, Jace is scared, but also proud of Clary. Of course, she's in the middle of things. Sebastian's like, okay, okay, okay. So if she gets them together, then they're just going to fight, which is what we want anyway. Clary doesn't matter, it's the battle that's important. And Valentine warns that he might be underestimating her. Mm. Sebastian box. And he's like, no, I watched her. If her powers were so unlimited, like as you think, she would have used them to help her vampy friend or to save Hoge. <laughs> Vite responds by saying power doesn't have to be unlimited to be deadly. And regarding Hodge, he should have a little more. He should be a little more reserved talking about his death since he's the one that caused it. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine just constantly mm-hmm. having to mm-hmm. remind this kid like, Okay, okay. <laughs> Feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, we got to try to feel bad sometimes. Remember what that feels like deep down? 
fuck. I like the way you frame it too, because you know when he takes like <sighs> yeah, exactly. Sigh. Like he's still a parent at the end of the day. Yeah. His whole body is just like, oh dude. Fucked again. Yep. Awesome. Sorry. It's okay. Sebastian tells him that it was necessary. He had to. He was gonna spill the beans about the angel. V-Ting is like, no, bitch. You wanted to kill him. You always do. <laughs> yep. All those years that Hodge looked after Jason, the Institute, he must have wondered what he was raising. Hodge was one of the few, few that knew there were two boys and he wouldn't betray me. He's too scared. Mm. Sebastian's like, meh, who cares? Motherfucker's gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> See, you're creepily pulling on your OJ gloves. Are you leaving for the lake? <laughs> V-Ting tells him yes. And asks if he's clear on what needs to be done. Then points to a sword that's hanging from Sebastian's like Batman utility belt, telling him to make sure he uses that one. It's not the mortal sword, but its alliance is sufficiently demonic for this purpose. Sebastian whines, asking if he really can't go to the lake with him. Can't we just release the Karens now? (laughs) (laughs) He thinks like, no, it's... (laughs) all these women with like the hair plus eight haircut yeah <laughs> running with their swords and shit like, i need to speak to your manager <laughs> now they've all got cell phones and they're live streaming yes and coupons yeah <laughs> i'm gonna put this on yelp <laughs> seriously your package was late oh, okay. shit. oh man so v ting is like no bitch it's not midnight I gave them my word, and I'm going to keep it. If you don't hear anything from Malachi before the, before then, open the gate. I need you, Jonathan. I can't wait until midnight. It will take at least an hour to get to the lake, and this battle needs to end quickly. Future generations must know how quickly they fell. Sebastian's like, okay, fine. I'm just really <laughs> sad that I'm going to miss the angel. <laughs> Jace can tell that there's something more to what he's saying. It's very calculated and cold, but Vitang gives no shits and instead reaches up and touches his face affectionately and walks away, only to turn back and tell him, one day, all this, the mortal instruments will be yours, and then you can call upon the angel yourself. <laughs> Bookmark this. Dog ear this little part right here, because I have something to say later. Okay. I think it's another chapter. Then... Like my child walking up the stairs after she's been punished, Sebastian starts muttering under his breath. <laughs> and it goes like this. I like that. I like that very much. Like to spit in his bastard face. <laughs> I just, Adrian's been watching so much oh anime God. lately. I just imagine it sounding like that. Oh, anyway. Yeah, great. He calls Jace out. He's like, ding dong, warriors. Come out to play. Yay. And Jace hesitated for a quick instant, then ran for the exit, (laughs) focused on how he had to get a message out to Luke about the plan. But the tunnel was blocked by Sebastian, whose, like, arms are outstretched. (laughs) He's literally trying to block the door. With arms wide open. (laughs) And he's like, you didn't really think that you were faster than me, did you? And Jace, like, skids to a halt and then replies with, quote, since I'm better than you in every other conceivable way, it did stand to reason. (laughs) The sass. The sass. Sebastian tells him that he knew Jace was there because he could hear his heart beating while he was talking to Valentine and asks Jace if the scene was bugging him. How did he know it was the bird or some shit? Like, 
I swear to God, if some guy was like, I knew you were there because I could hear your heart beating, I'd be like, fuck, damn right, I just climbed up a flight of stairs. <laughs> right? I would have been like, I know, it's loud, right? It kept me up one night. I thought someone was in my house. <laughs> Oh, my God. I snorted. Sorry. That was great. (laughs) We're losing it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Reel us in, Robin. Reel us in. (laughs) Jace says, it's a little weird that he seems to be dating his dad. (laughs) (laughs) They have the whole age difference to consider. And Sebastian's taken aback. And he's like, what? (laughs) Then immediately regains his composure and starts in on how he thought that Jace was different from the Lightwoods. Potentially a flash of intelligence here and there. But it seems it was just his attitude, a pose. He's just as stupid as the rest of them, despite his decade of good upbringing. Mm. And Jace asks him, what would he know about his upbringing? And Sebastian's like, a lot, Brosephine. Because the same man that raised you, raised me. Dun, dun, dun. Only he didn't get bored after 10 years. Shots <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> fired. Jace's mind is thrown into overdrive. The words are actually catching up with him, and he takes a good look at Sebastian, and he's able to see it. The white hair, the black eyes, chiseled lines on his face. He's able to see that his father, the way Ethereal had showed him staring back right at him, then it clicks. He's like, what the what? You're my brother? You knew about me? About this? Sebastian moves with a flash and was behind Jace, telling him, Hail and farewell, my brother, and then starts bruising his neck me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Andy was watching videos of that while I was trying to write. And I was like, bro, you can't put on one of my favorite movies while I'm trying to focus. Stop it. I know every single word to the Thank movie Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> anyway, we're pulled back over to an exhausted Clary waking up. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> I just swear to God, sleep. I was like, what? <laughs> she's still at the Accords Hall, and Jocelyn is asking her if she's doing all right, because she doesn't look well. And Clary's staring at the fresh rune on her mom and trying to wrap her head around the fact that soon she would be going into battle, but decided to tell her mom her other worry, which is that she wants to know where the heck is Simon, and she's going to go find out. Jocelyn protests slightly, but ends up letting her go into the sea of awaiting soldiers. People were staring at her as she walked into the crowd, but she couldn't really find anyone she knew, so she decided to move to an area where the crowd was thin so that way she could see more clearly. Clearly. Wouldn't she have a better view from the dais? Yeah. (laughs) You know. So she got close to this tall pillar on her way, and a hand reached out and pulled her sideways. A disembodied voice tells her, Don't scream, it's just me. (laughs) Sorry, that was weird. Okay. She says that, of course, she won't scream, but drop all the weird James Bond stuff. Um, I was coming here to find you. Just so you're keeping up, Amanda. It's your boy, Simon. I just like how you spelled my name. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> oh, fucking Simon. Okay. Always there and in the way and stuff. So, <laughs> Simon says, <laughs> Um... He has been wanting, waiting for her to come down from the dais because he wants to talk to her in private. He heard what Raphael said. And Clary's like, don't fret, boo. Nothing happened. Luke sent him packing. And Simon laments that maybe he shouldn't have. Raphael is right, Clary. Wait, Raphael's right. And Clary keeps forgetting he's a vampire now. This fight invo- involves both of them, Downworlders and Shadowhunters. 
Simon is a downloader now, and he always will be. And if Raphael's vampires don't fight, then there won't be a seat for them on the council, like for the night children. They won't get to be a part of the whole new world <laughs> that Luke is trying to create, a world where shadow hunters and downloaders work together. Instead, the vampires will be the enemies, and Clary and Simon would be enemies. And Clary's like, dude, I could slash would never be your enemy. <laughs> Simon's like, listen, Linda, this isn't easy for me, but I'm not going to stand by and do nothing. I wanted you to help me, but if you won't, I'll go on my own. I'll ask Maya. Clary gives in and asks, what do you need? What do you need? (laughs) And he tells her, which we don't get to hear what it is, which is whatever. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And then she responds back with, that's crazy. It's a punishment, not a gift. And Simon tells her that maybe not for him. And besides, it's better than the alternative. Clary isn't convinced yet, so Simon continues, saying he's already been punished. He can't go into church or a synagogue. He can't say holy names or get older. He'll never have a normal life, so maybe this won't change anything for him. So please do this for me. And Clary concedes and takes her stele, touching it to Simon's forehead. And I quote, The first mark, Magnus had said, the very first. She thought of it, and her stele began to move the way a dancer begins to move when the music starts. Black lines trace themselves across his forehead like a flower unfolding on a speeded-up roll of film. When she was done, her right hand ached and stung, but as she drew back and stared, she knew she had drawn something perfect and strange and ancient, something from the very beginning of history. It blazed like a star above Simon's eyes, and he brushed his fingers across his forehead, his expression dazzled and confused. Simon tells her it tastes like burning, and Clary's basically (laughs) like... What is dead may never die. I don't know what kind of long-term side effects this puppy has. And Simon tells her that he hopes they get to find out. Oh, yeah. Whatever. We're getting there, guys. Shit is going down. Yeah, it is. Shit's real. It's great. <clears throat> so make sure that you've read chapter 19. <laughs> Peniel. <laughs> For next week's episode. <laughs> Try, try to read that without laughing, guys. Okay. <laughs> For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Just Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.